Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. Hi there, it is the Fantasy Focus Baseball, Thursday, May 9th, 2019. I am Eric, he is Tristan. We are joined today by editorial watchdog Tom Carpenter and our own Marwan Gonzalez, but with a much better batting average, the versatile, underrated Kyle Sapi. Hello, gentlemen. It's Mother's Day weekend. Don't forget to call your mothers. Very, very important day indeed. Should go without saying. Yes. Any any of your mothers play fantasy baseball? I'm guessing no. Not a chance. Nope. My mom agreed to be a baseball fan for me, though, when I uh, got on board. So, way to go, Mom. My mother can't stand Bryce Harper. I I don't mind saying that. (laughs) She doesn't listen. She couldn't figure out how to listen to the show. My mom can't stand Brett Gardner. We're totally even there. He's just as good as Harper. Why would that be? Like, why would you hate Brett Gardner? She, because she just judges the way he looks at the plate. I, I mean, this is the weird part about baseball fandom is people just look at players and they make judgments for the most ridiculous reasons. She just doesn't like Brett Gardner. Speaking of ridiculous reasons, we have lots to get to on today's show, uh, including a weekend preview with pitchers galore, the latest injuries, hot streaks, and no hitter nobody cares about in fantasy. Ouch. <laughs> Mir- Ouch. Well, we'll get to it off the top yeah. if you want. Myriad combo meals and hash browns. There's- Buzz it. I, I hate to lead with this, but it sounds like you want to. Mike Fires? Like, I, 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 I tried to, to recommend him. I tried to recommend Mike Fires to you a month ago, and you laughed at me as if I had never played fantasy baseball before. And I'm not recommending him anymore. I'm just saying. Because, like, throwing a no-hitter is, look, you got to be good, but it's a lot of luck, okay? It's a lot. Steve Carlton never threw a no-hitter. You got to be right? luckier than good. Yeah, and look, Ramon Laureano jumped over a fence. Jerkson Profer made it a great catch. They hit the ball at fielders. Mm-hmm. Mike Fires has two no-hitters. So does Homer Bailey. It doesn't make Homer Bailey a good pitcher. Right. Um, Ask Dwayne Wise a little bit about the luck that a uh, pitcher needs in throwing a no-hitter. By the way, that was a perfect game. but still. I mean, like, it's fun. I like watching the end of it. And, you know, it's, a ridic- it's ridiculous that this is the point in baseball we're at, where the only way a pitcher gets to throw more than 110 pitches in a game is if he's been lucky enough to not allow a hit in the game. Right. That's the only way. Right. Like, Chris Sale's game score yesterday had to be pretty darn close to what Mike Fires achieved the other day, It was day, right? 86 for him, and for Fires it was 91. All right, so it was Fires was better. All right, well, maybe I'm wrong. It, but no, Mike, but that's pretty close. Yeah, that's look, I, I mean, all a no-hitter really tells us is that at the top of a pitcher's game on any given day, they can put up a game comparable with anybody else in baseball. They are among the very best. But in Fire's case, it's, you know, like his, his remainder of his track record shows that there's a very, very steep floor. And I remember when you and I talked about Fires in the preseason, it was about the game in Japan. And at the time he had been pitching so poorly during spring training, I wasn't apt to believe in him. But maybe he's figured out a little bit and he becomes a matchups guy. That's... Yeah, that's a positive, I suppose. I guess for home games, yeah, you could stream them. But, you know, I wrote my free agent blog entry today. It should be posted. And I, you know, I didn't mention Mike Fires as a guy to go out and get. There's a lot of other pitchers available in more than 50% of ESPN leagues. I mean, if I say to you Mike Fires and Martin Perez of Minnesota, don't you take Perez? Like, he's doing something different. Yeah. And Cutter, you know. Yeah, and that's the point is that you said he's doing something different. I want the guys doing something different. I don't think that anything has really changed with Mike Fires. I look a lot at his numbers, and he looks like the same kind of guy. And when he has his best on a given night, this can happen. In Perez's case, this is a different guy. You mentioned the cutter. Trading that for the slider, an ineffective pitch he had beforehand, has paid some pretty big dividends. And look at the K rate. The K rate actually matters now. It's not great, but it matters. And it's May. Like, if a guy's doing this for two starts, okay, whatever. But he's doing it now into May. So Martin Perez, I'm going to say yes, legit. Like Zach Davies, his K rate is no worse than Fires's. Wouldn't you take the guy in the National League who pitches well at home and induces a lot of soft contact? You know, no. yeah, I would. Well, the only thing here is that when you're contrasting Oakland's park with Milwaukee's yes. park, that's one where it's pretty close. And frankly, I think it's a little scarier in Milwaukee. But I, I, agree, I see your point. But the point is like. 
we know what I think Fires is. I think we know what Zach Davies is, and it's actually better than what Fires is. Luke Weaver? Yeah, Luke I, Weaver. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Rather have Luke Weaver. He's young. He looks like he's figured it out. He's not walking anybody. Mm-hmm. Spencer Turnbull looks good. I mean, these are all pitchers available in more than 50% of leagues. Jared Eikhoff yesterday looked tremendous. He's not allowing any hard contact. The, you know, about, the, the uh, defense is better. Yeah, how about Tyler Maley throwing another name out there? Mm. Not a I don't know that I'm. Yeah, I don't know that I'm necessarily there yet. But Maley's stuff is very interesting. I've always felt this way. It's just that did he get? Will he reign in the command? I don't know that he's given us enough of us enough of a sample to say he's there. But I'm intrigued. Uh, Brandon Woodruff. I'm, I've been intrigued for a year. I'd rather have Woodruff than Fires. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Um, let's move on to more important matters. Like Justin Turner hitting three home runs the other day. Yeah. And that was a big deal. I didn't realize this until I looked it up. The guy never hits for power in April. He has three of his 98 career home runs in April. Three. Wow. That's weird. Isn't that wow. weird? Great stuff. Now, if you had read my blog, you would have known that. But what do you get? Let me, let me guess. You get to like <laughs> one out of four blogs a week. That's okay if you do. I I'd mean, say I, get about, I read all your stuff. But, I'd you say know. I get about two and three quarters out of four. <laughs> what, what can I do? Now, you, 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 you do have ESPN Plus, right? What can I do? To get you to read all of my work, like I do for I read all your work. I think now, if you put to, Mary in the win. title, that might do it. Co- copy well, I, me. I don't the, write the titles. <laughs> co- copy does. me the original doc. We used to do that. Oh, I'll, you want me to do that? We'll trade. We'll okay. tra- we'll give it. Yeah, that way I get the preview before anyone else gets to read it. <laughs> well, they, no they spoilers. I won't. I won't. Lashawn McCoy it for you either. Okay, I promise. <laughs> no. Nice. The editors <laughs> must do like total rewrites on my work. So when I send you the the raw copy, it's probably very different than what it's going to end up. Like, all right. Like, anyway, nobody was concerned about Justin Turner, but like Joey Votto, at some point, all right. You know what? I hate to talk about Votto on every show, but at some point, we're going to have to just drop him, even for the likes of. I mean, we've already dropped him for Luke Voigt and Christian Walker. Are we like have we for Christian end? Walker? Don't we have to, Tristan? Like, or is Votto going to be this year's Matt Carpenter? I, I'm just, I'm. I think it's a reasonable question. I'm not dropping Votto for Derek Dietrich, but Matt Olson, yes, he's available in fifty percent. Mitch Moreland. It sounds like you want a name game, and I know you like the oh, music, so let me yeah. play that for you. All right, do that. Yes, everybody wants to hear a name game. Hidley hodley diddly doodle what? The dilly of a pickle. Diddly doodly Ned Flanders. Dilly wall. The dilly of a pickle. I say diddly doodly da da da. The dilly of a pickle. We can't do the drop. With all the diddly delight birds. It's a dilly of a pickle. Come on. Dibbly dibbly do whatever you know. That's an even dillier of a pickle. You just dilly dallied your way into another thing. Got a name for you. I'm Sultan of Stat. Bro Stat. Dog Stat. I have kids of Stat. Hamster of Stat. Wife Stat. Goldfish of Stat. <laughs> Mrs. of Stat. Something's wrong with you. Want to play a little game of trash, Tristan here? Tristan, trash is Tristan. Yeah, 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 it all went bad. Are you singing that? We're having an intervention. <laughs> I love that Mrs. of Stack gets in there right around Mother's Day. Hey. Um, there's nothing in Joey Votto's numbers that tell me to invest, except the walks. Now, Your Carpenter hit, comment is apt. He hit Did one you? over the fence the other day, and Laureano caught it. But, yeah, this could be Matt Carpenter. But it's not going to be Matt Carpenter. You I, know it's not going to be. But but the reminder of what Carpenter did last year is apt. It's something we've got to keep in mind. I do think that the age and where Votto is in his career in last year's numbers do raise concerns that don't make it a perfect comp. Did you see Carpenter, the comment in the game yesterday? I believe it was in the Cardinals game, or maybe it was two days ago, where Carpenter admitted to one of the beat reporters that he uses the first month of the season in order to get books on pitchers. That was very interesting to me after last year. I yeah, I, I'm not surprised that he does. But like, Votto's older. Yep, and he's starting to pop up now, and he just like he's not hitting baseballs hard. Like I think with Carpenter, you could see how that would end well. But I, man, he's got I mean, two pop ups. <laughs> that's he's more than two. zero, <laughs> isn't I, it? Not? I, <laughs> so if you regress I, just a hair to the mean. You tie your, your – that's – by the way, that's his, his high since 2008 is, is two. All right, so, so that's not a good one. But I'm just saying, like, what do you expect – what do you expect from Votto the rest of the year? Give me the, the batting average and the home runs. Uh, I, I think the average is about last year is 280. I think I, – I can't see him hitting more than 15 more homers from this point. And even that is probably aggressive. Let's just I, play I, the concern. game because Go. we yeah. need to. Yeah. Derek Dietrich or Votto? Votto. Uh, Hunter Dozier or Votto? 
I think it's still Votto. I, I, I'm interested there, though. Daniel Vogelbach. Votto. I'm not a Vogelbach guy. And he he's uh, not hitting as much lately. Yandy Diaz. The Vogelbach's oh. doing the exact same thing as Votto. He's just walking. That's it. I'm I'm not look, I've I've paid a lot of attention to Votto since the beginning of his pro career. I'm not I'm just not a big believer that he's All right, a I'm great gonna find player. find the cutoff. I, line. You're Andy, Andy, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Yandy? Oh, yeah. Andy? I, I like Andy. You would take Yandy yeah. over him. Yandy's the third most dropped first baseman on the in the ESPN leagues. I, I love the like project in Tampa. I love the project that they're they're making him their project this year, trying to unlock the power. I I'm going to speculate on Yandy. The upside. I, I still... Walker has stopped hitting as well. Mm-hmm. Jesus Aguilar stopped hitting. I mean, here on the most added list, I mean, it's basically Mitch Moreland. Did Aguilar ever had... start hitting? He had one good game. He had a he had a multi homer game and he had a four walk game. So he had a he really had a two homer game on the day that I sat him. I, I mean, thanks a lot, Jesus Aguilar. I mean, I'm gonna leave all your homers for the year on my bench. We've accomplished literally nothing with this name game. Okay, well, I mean, that's not true. Ryan we played Healy. the music. That's a big step. I, that's like the only thing we achieved. Like Andy Diaz, basically, is the only guy. But we both like him. But you're not dropping Votto for Dozier, Ryan Healy, Shaw, Justin Smoke. Um, all right, Bruce, let me ask like, you it this way. In our game, in the ten in the ten team game, our standard, I get it. I I think he's worth cutting here. Are you cutting him in absolutely anything else? No, I have him in NL labor, and I can't cut him, and I wouldn't cut him. I spent twenty four dollars on him, but would I think about trading him to the Reds fan in the league right now? Yeah, okay, I would. And that's probably the hook. It's different with pitchers. Like Vado's not hurting my, my team. Like, Derek Rodriguez would have hurt my team had he started a course field. Of course, he didn't because of a snow out, mm-hmm. so it looks dumb. Anyway, we got to move on because there's a lot to get to on today's show, and we've gotten to almost none of it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's go. In- injuries, briefly. David Price happened after our show last week. I am not the least bit concerned. Are you? I'm only bothered in that they had just announced Hector Velazquez. They did not want him in the rotation, and they want him in the bullpen. And the timing said that they needed Price to start that day. But so far, so good. I'm I'm not going to sweat it. Um, I'm trying to find other injuries here that matter uh, with players that went on the injury list this week. And I don't see a whole lot. Is there anybody that, that – so let's do the players coming back unless you yeah. think of somebody that really matters. The ones coming here. back I think are more are, – are, are a little bit bigger deal other than one when we get to the closers. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll get to the closers. Jed Lowry of the Mets should play on Friday. Interest or no? Not really. They have too many parts. I, I, I don't uh, see the, the I don't see the role for him, and I don't think he's a good enough player to, to succeed in a utility spot. Your center fielder, Aaron Hicks. Interested because I was at the beginning of the preseason, but that injury worries me from a recurrence standpoint. Um, we've seen a bunch of prospects not getting the job done. Nate Lowe was called up and then demoted right away. They didn't really give him a chance. And the Vlad Guerrero f- uh, feedback is not positive at all. He's not hitting. He got the day off the other day. Is it like Vado? You just wait, or like people are going to start cutting Vlad Guerrero? And I think that's a monumental mistake. And I think you do too. I think it is a monumental mistake. However, uh, Mike Trout's debut year, but it, it we should it didn't not happen. Yeah. Sometimes, even for the greatest, it doesn't happen. And then what is going to happen here? And I'm, by the way, I'm seeing a lot of people coming out with this whole ridiculous fab criticism that people shouldn't have this because people go crazy for the prospects, spend all their fab. You can't get these prospects. And then they get sent down and then nobody wants them the second time. You know what? That's an opportunity for you. Wait for the second time. Pick up the player. Reap the rewards. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, and I think you do as well. Um, briefly, this show is sponsored by our friends at SeatGeek. The ticket industry has not changed in a long time. There are a bunch of big companies who have been around forever, but they don't really care about making the experience easier for the customer. Well, SeatGeek is a ticket company where the customer comes first with more than 50,000 five-star reviews in the App Store. SeatGeek is focused on making your experience as easy as possible. SeatGeek pulls in millions of tickets from all over the web, rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and displays them on an interactive seat map so it's simple to find what you're looking for. Green dots are good deals, red dots are overpriced, plus every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. And best of all, listeners to this fine show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show. We hope you will support them as well. 
Use our promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. All right. Home runs, stolen bases. We love them. Here are the combo meals. Hey, it's a combo meal. All right, there were a bunch. In fact, there was a, a whole party of them on on Wednesday. My goodness. Yeah. On Wednesday alone, and now all these players are rostered in every league, so we're not going to waste too uh, much time. Not all of them. Um, well, I don't know which one isn't. Mookie Betts, Christian Yelich, the defending MVPs. Max Muncy, he's got to be rostered in all leagues. Mitch Hanniger and Joey Gallo. Which one of them is not rostered in 100%? I guess oh, Muncy, maybe? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm including another guy that your qualifier uh, excluded, so... My qual- oh Wednesday the, yes. yeah okay. yeah yeah the well the only no. interesting that's well, no a Monday well yeah we'll get to that I said Wednesday you right. never listen yeah. to a word I say um <laughs> so the interesting guy from Wednesday for me is Joey Gallo we got to get this stat out it's unbelievable. it's amazing I love yeah. this stat I, I, but what's unbelievable to me is how it's not even close okay so Joey Gallo hit his hundredth home run on Wednesday he has ninety three career singles. Now in this yeah. in this era, that doesn't seem so unusual. But do you know who second is all time for least amount of singles with a hundred home runs? I couldn't oh, believe geez. the difference here. It's you gotta be this, yeah, yeah. I did, and it was I don't remember who it was. It, it was uh, by a substantial margin. Too. It was a hundred and seventy two singles. Yeah. And Gallo's done it with ninety three. It's Russell Brannion, and there were other sluggers of uh, of heft and slowness on the list. The Gallo is not actually that slow. Um, he's playing center field. For, that's unbelievable. But um, Ryan, Ryan Howard was on the list. Dave Kingman, named from the past. Yeah. Anyway, Gallo doesn't hit any singles. I guess we don't care. It's nice if he hit 250 this season. He could hit 250 with 40 home runs. What's amazing here is he's playing center field. They didn't prepare for the fact that Delano De Shields just can't hit. Right. And they're not using Danny Santana in center. And so DeShields gets demoted yesterday. They're going to actually play Hunter Pence in left field regularly with Gallo in center. I wrote about Pence like today. It. Yeah, and, and I do like it, and I'm looking forward to reading about Hunter Pence too. Uh, but Are in Gallo's, you, though? I am. Um, <laughs> I am. I just looked at Pence as we were talking before the show. I'm, I'm amazed at some of the underlying numbers for him. But in Gallo's case, I want to point out two things. Uh, one is the chase rate's 10% lower this year. He's not swinging yep. at bad pitches, better discipline. The other is that his swinging strike rate is down 4.2% this year making better contact as well. And I'll tell you, as a guy who likes to play the sabermetrically inclined leagues in the six by six that I pitch all the time, he's a tremendously valuable player. Oh yeah. He's a monster and he's not going to strike out 200 times. And, uh, you know, I added Pence in tout, uh, last week. Wow. So okay. I'm getting all these numbers. I've been, I've been really lucky in tout. I'm winning tout and labor right now. It's not going to last, but I'm, I'm, off to a good start. Wow, such a pessimist. Uh, Come on, be an optimist. No, you know, I mean, it's, look at a, look at a, look at the other managers in the league. I mean, obviously something's going to change. Well, on the bright side, you, at least you answered one of the hash browns in advance, so you know that's all. So there was a labor trade. We'll get to the labor trade okay. later. Did yeah. you make that trade, Kyle? Me and Stefania were in. We talk. We discuss. We got we got something <laughs> right, in we'll, there, we'll, but we acquired we'll the do shield. That later. So, Kyle, you know. Or uh, Eric. So so the guy on Monday who I missed your qualifier on the thing. What did you so, see? Yeah, that? Tuesday was Tuesday was Witt Merrifield and Monday was Pablo Sandoval. One of the most unlikely the... combo meals you could ever see. There's only one guy less likely than him. Who who is less likely than him? He had the second longest streak without a stolen base. He had uh what was it? 630 games, I believe. Yeah. Uh yeah, 630 uh, 630 games without a steal. There's an active player with a lengthier streak. He hasn't stolen a base since he was in AAA in 2010, this guy. Who's Wilson really? Ramos? Oh, he's not fast. Wow, no. <laughs> the Buffalo is not speedy. Um, <laughs> so Sandoval, not only did he – he stole third base without a throw because the catcher dropped the ball. So he might have been out. Yeah. But he he also threw a scoreless inning. Yeah. And on Twitter, somebody asked, what is that called? And I said, yeah. it's, it's a combo meal panda-sized. Yeah, I like so, that. that's a good one. Um, <laughs> he got a double play, too. This might be the longest show ever, by the way. We need oh, to move man. it along. Yeah, go ahead. My only job here, like Tristan's job here, is to, to help people win their leagues. And he does that because he wins all his. And to not listen, job, don't forget. I'm like the um, the Uber driver. I, I cut in and out of traffic, and I make sure you get to your destination on time. That's my only job here is just to make sure that, like, 
that works out. Dude, oh, drive safely. A little delayed. Then. Dude. I, got, <laughs> yeah. I went the wrong direction earlier in the show, and we're going to have an hour show. But <laughs> here are here are the the savers, the closers, the carousel. The, the closer, closer carousel. carousel. All right. So um, a closer actually went on the injury list yesterday, and they're not saying it's a 10-day trip. It's going to be probably a month. It's a groin strain for Pedro Strope. The Cubs, after Kyle Hendricks pitched wonderfully, went to a committee with a lefty Kyle Ryan and then Steve Ciszek wild pitched the run home. Um, what, Cubs have to go with Ciszek here. Carl Edwards Jr. is lurking, though, and he's looking better than before his demotion. Yeah, and Ciszek is the smart pick. I like that you mentioned Edwards. Uh, has pitched well in those couple of, I think it's two outings since his promotion. The other thing to point out is that Edwards' year really got thrown off track when they uh, when Major League Baseball allowed him to do that weird, funky hitch in his delivery and then shut it down right around opening day, which why that took a month and a half of spring training, I don't know, but that's why he was in the minors. I think he was just trying to get back into some reps in the old delivery. So far, so good. If you want to take an upside guy for saves, Edwards, I'll, I'll definitely take a couple flyers. Matt Barnes of the Red Sox, um, he's not getting all, he got the most recent save instead of Ryan Brazier. Have you seen Matt Barnes' numbers? Yep. These are some major numbers right now with the strikeouts. He is last I looked it was 17 strikeouts per nine. Um, this is like Josh Hader like what Matt Barnes is doing. It'd be nice if he could get some saves. I would. I, we keep going back and forth on this, but I would try to invest there. You're um, right, based on the case, and I'm glad I kept my share in my points league. I think people should definitely speculate there too. Certainly uh, ahead briefly, of Edwards. I think the guy to get in Atlanta is Luke Jackson. I think the guy to get in Texas is still Jose Leclerc. Everyone's dropping him, but they shouldn't. Don't you agree? Pretty no? much in both cases. Pretty, I'm not, I'm not a Jackson fine. buyer, but, you know, I get it. I, I, You know, he hasn't given up any runs since his first outing of the season. He's pitching well. Don't look right. at the season numbers. Look at the like his recent trend. I don't think he's allowed a run since opening day. I think with a guy like that, that's foolish. Unless we can find something he's changed. I think there will be a regression involved here. I'm not going to ride on a scoreless streak. He's going to give and up some runs not, at some point. You're you're pessimistic, too. Like I, I, I agree with you. There's no reason to buy unless for the role. He showed nothing in the past. But, yeah, I'm looking at his numbers. He's not walking people. He's not giving up hits. He's pitching really well. His zone rate's 39%. All right, it probably won't last. Um, but you know, if you if I won't buy AJ Minter in a trade right now. Oh yeah, I, no. I, I mean, the, the the opportunity is absolutely there, and he's pitching effectively. He's also getting a ton of grounders, like a seventy percent ground ball rate. I get where you're going. It's just I don't I, I don't feel comfortable with anyone in Atlanta. Uh, that is fair. Let's look at the schedule now. Moving along, Thursday um, there is day action that you've already missed probably. ESPN Plus tonight has Mike Soroka and Luke Weaver. Um, Soroka, I love. I loved last year. He's healthy right now. If he could, he had enough innings to qualify for the ERA title, he'd be leading it right now. Obviously, that number's going to go up. But maybe not today. You know, Arizona doesn't crush it. Luke Weaver, did he change something? Because he used to be as good a prospect as, like, Jack Flaherty. And then last year in St. Louis, he was terrible. He was walking people. He looks good now. Yeah, and some moron decided he was a top 30 starting pitcher a year ago, and I, I just won't name who that person was. But yeah, but he might be now. I know, he that's might. the problem. I, I hate taking guys a year late, too late. Ugh. What's he done differently? Yeah, it's the control. The control is a lot sharper this year. Friday, um, ESPN Plus in the daytime has Gio Gonzalez and Jose Quintana. Um, that's working out well for those who have invested in Quintana so far. And Gio Gonzalez will do what he does. We've already discussed him ad nauseum on this show. Some pitchers you could probably get pretty easily off free agency. Pablo Lopez at the Mets. We both love Lopez, right? Yep. Um, Except for the innings cap, yep. Right, which you're going to write about at some point soon because our Mm -hmm. boss wants us to. And so check out Tristan's article. I'll be reading that as as soon as possible. Now, you know, I I don't know about you and me, but, like, I'll be reading it. Jake Odorizzi, I can't really buy. Like, nothing's really changed with him. He's at home against Detroit, so yes, you buy on Friday night. But, like, for the season, Odorizzi versus Martin Perez, I kind of think Perez now. Mm. You're an Odorizzi investor in a league or two, aren't you? Uh, well, um, yeah, the the one place where I've got a big share is in my sim league. But, uh, you know what? what's driving me nuts about Odorizzi is I feel like a lot of his value has come out of the two games with the high strikeout numbers. Yes. And the rest has been yes. very ordinary and very Odorizzi-like. 
it's difficult for me to invest in, in a guy who's getting a lot of his value out of a couple of games. This is the and I, it's a football comp, but like the, this is the Dwayne, the Dwayne Bowyer. I I don't want a guy who just does it in two games and he's nothing. The rest I I don't trust that guy. Trevor Williams, by the way, nobody wants him, but the numbers are there. He's at St. Louis. They didn't exactly hit the last couple of days against Philadelphia. Saturday, Zach Eflin um, looks good. Zach Eflin and Jared Eikhoff look good. They're going deep into games now. They're getting ground balls. They're getting mm-hmm. some strikeouts. Now, they're, they're playing the Royals. They don't exactly hit, hit a ton, but some good, like, Kyle McHugh just gave up three homers with the Royals in, like, eight runs. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I think, I think Eikhoff over Eflin, but only Eflin pitches this weekend. Um, I can make there. that case with you based on Eflin's underlying numbers currently looking like severe regression is in order. But I do think they're both very interesting pitchers. Miles Michaelis pitches Saturday. He looks fine now. Looked great earlier this week against the Phillies. A lot of ground balls. Pitches were moving all over. Maybe he's like the Matt Carpenter. Just needed a month to get going. Yeah. What do you do with Jordan Lyles? Any interest there? He's at St. Louis. Uh, he was doing a couple things with the pitch selection during spring training that caught my eye. So the K rate, and we saw a little of this last year too. The K rate is intriguing if you match him against the right team, but this is a streaming type for me. Scherzer and Walker Bueller late on Saturday. That's a good one. Walker Bueller is going to be fine. Sunday is Mother's Day. Please call your mothers and watch Griffin Canning on ESPN Plus against John Means. Now, I'm not investing in Means, and I've made it pretty clear that I'm not. Part of it's because he's on Baltimore. Am I wrong to not invest in John Means? So mean. <laughs> Weird. That's all I got. I, I'm, I'm, a terrible right, joke so is all I got on. here. You're right. I, I, it's a terrible joke. I, I just... Um, <laughs> There's, I don't. I don't think there's a lot there. But you want Griffin Canning, especially because he's facing Baltimore. Um, the night game on ESPN uh, TV baseball is Yolis Chassin and John Lester. Some regressions coming for Lester's ERA. Some is going in the other direction for Chassin, who's not as bad as his numbers. Um, bunch of players in this game. You don't know what to. People are going to start dropping like Travis Shaw, Kyle mm-hmm. Schwarber, mm-hmm. Jesus Aguilar. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to start moving on if they don't hit by mid-May. I mean, not. They, there isn't a Matt Carpenter every year, people. Right. That's the thing. Yep. And there probably won't be this year. Tyler Maley is at San Francisco. If you like him, that's the place to, to stream him. That's yes. Mm, Against like your it. Drew Pomerantz. Did you really pick up Drew Pomerantz in a league? No, I had him already. Uh, but oh, okay. you know the depth of the leagues I play in. And it was a two-star week. And in that, in that league, two-star pitchers are absolutely everything. Now, the reason why I would invest in Mike Fires is this weekend is because he's facing Cleveland. They're not hitting at all, sure. and there's no sign that that's going to change. Now, Lindor and Jose Ramirez should get better, but who else in that lineup is going to get better? Like, I don't believe anymore in Jake Bowers or Kipnis or their catchers. Like, that lineup is a mess. So, yeah, use Mike Fires. Fires probably gives up five runs on Sunday. I just – I'm <laughs> scared. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're going to use him for a matchup, if you're going to treat him that's like a streaming one. option. But you know what, though? Uh, I – I should really refer. There isn't any data for this. I sh- I'm going to say I'm- I should refresh the data, but there isn't any data. Guys who throw 130 pitch outings. The last one I remember is Johan Santana, and he re- he regressed in a severe way the next outing. I'm worried about the workload affecting him. I don't think all arms are created equal, so I'm not worried about that. I would still use them against Cleveland because Cleveland's bad. But um, and yeah, I had Minnesota winning that division, and I was like one out of like 35 people to do it at ESPN staff, and. I got a lot of hate tweets for it. And you know what? So far, it looks okay. Minnesota hits the ball, and they have enough pitching if guys like Martin Perez are good enough. So that could have been a really good pick. We'll see what happens. All right. After this, Kyle speaks, and Tristan answers your questions. All right. So um, we alluded to this earlier, but you and Stefania are sharing a team – in uh, labor mixed, Kyle. There we are. And it appears, since I got texted about it, that you made a trade, and Tristan and I are going to tell you, tell you whether it was a good trade or not. So please tell us what the trade was. Yeah, we dealt Eddie Rosario and Tyler Skaggs for Tanaka, Caleb Smith, and Delano DeShields. This was obviously pre-demotion, so keep that in mind. But he's not the well, focal point of it either way. Best player. Now, you need pitching on that team. Desperately. We're dead last in ERA and whip this year. And lost Kluber. So, so Tanaka and Caleb Smith will help. I mean, Caleb Smith is underrated. That He should 
I think Caleb Smith, Tristan, could have an ERA of 350 this season with more than a strikeout per inning. That's a good pitcher. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm a little worried about the injury absence last year and the subsequent possible innings cap. That's a team that's not competitive, so why push him? Eddie Rosario is fantastic. He's going to hit 30 home runs. He can yep. bat 290. Best player in the He's deal the by a good amount. Deal. Yeah, now the Shields... I don't think he's going to steal 20 bases anymore. Like two weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, he'll fake his way to bat 220. But now I don't think Texas gives him a shot. And by the way, Willie Calhoun is pushing for a promotion. And who's to say that it, the third time won't be the charm for him? Like Hunter Pence won't do this all year. Calhoun probably comes up in June, plays left field, and he probably hits. I don't think the Shields is going to play very much. But I do like Tanaka and Caleb Smith. I'm not a big Tyler Skaggs fan. I'd rather have Tanaka and Smith there. But, man, Eddie Rosario is really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, I fear, good luck with that. You know what I fear? Yeah. I, I fear DeShields is turning into Darren Lewis. I just don't think they're going to give him another. They'll promote him at some point as a fifth outfielder, but... I, yeah, I, I, I think, think that's what he is. He's a defensive yeah. replacement, pinch runner. You exercise, you know, you you uh, exploit the speed, you exploit the defense, but I don't know that there's going to be a lot else there, and I know it's criticizing after the... the the fact with the demotion. You, well, you gave even up a before lot. the demotion, we could have looked at this trade and said, man, Rosario's really, really good. But Tanaka and Caleb Smith, that's what they cost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you guys prefer Rosario, and we were in no hurry to get rid of Rosario. We're just so desperate for pitching. It was bad going on worse. But I you mean, you upgrade your pitching. You, up, you obviously oh, did. Yeah. And somebody could easily make the case that Rosario, I mean, he's on pace for whatever he's on pace for. He's not going to stay on that home run pace. Now, he's batting only 233. So that should go up. But, yeah, this looks like a 30 home run season for Eddie Rosario. 30 and 100. So that's the risk. How, Tristan, what are you doing in your labor? Your labor AL, are you competing? Yeah, actually, and I want to make sure I can check where I'm at this morning. I was first last I checked when I saw that question. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, still I'm first. In first. I, well, I haven't checked. I only check on Sunday and Monday to do my lineup. I'm, I'm trying not to look during the week. Same here. Neighbor and tout. Yep. So I don't know exactly what the update is. So Luke Dogwalker probably texted me and said, how are you doing in labor? He knows darn well how I'm doing. He's in the league. But the <laughs> By the way, is, I, I'll tell you, in yeah. tout, you should look. Not necessarily the standings should look because of the injury rule. In labor, well, I, I get I, it. Right. In tout, I know who's on my team. So like, Right. But exploit the injury and, rule. To be able to activate a player for an injured player is a huge advantage. I love that. Right. Tweet. I'm actually paying attention today. We didn't get to this. Chris Davis of the uh, Athletics. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised if there's an injury list coming for him right away. Yeah. Uh, he ran into not the, the, the outfield wall, but like the side wall in, in foul territory and hurt his hip. He mm -hmm. missed a game. And then he came out of Wednesday's game. I don't expect to see him this weekend. If they put him on the injury list. See, the problem is I, I don't have anybody to activate, but I could – can you sign a – you can sign a nope. player, right? No, you can't. You can't. They have to be on your roster already. So the guy I'd be activating – my outfielders on reserve are Robbie Grossman and Ben Zobris. This is standard mix, 15 teams. Sorry. Oh, starts over. And Zobris isn't playing. He, he got put on the restricted list. Darn it. So you should be paying attention to player news, Tristan. Um, Not that one. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> batting average doesn't count. On base does. That's why Grossman's worth and, – and Zobris are worth rostering. Um, anyway, what are the other questions we have? Let's get another one in here. We've got one from Noel here. He wants your best guess on how long would Austin Riley have to play left field in the minors before considering being called up, looking to stash him for future benefits. He's going to hit, I believe, in the majors. But then again, I said Vlad and Eloy and you know Nate Lowood as well, and Chavis, who is hitting, but we'll get to shave Michael Chavis in a second. Um, the issue there, like... Atlanta is currently doing a platoon where Andrew Inciardi plays center field against righties and Johan Camargo plays left field against the lefties. I don't think they would just sit Inciarte, though. So would they call up the kid to play left field and bat only against lefties? I, I think that could happen within a couple weeks, especially if the Braves are only a 500 team. Yeah, I, I'd agree that there isn't a very clear path here. I think the good example for Riley is just that the no path to playing time argument, and you and I have talked about this over the past year plus, is a poor one in fantasy to prevent you from making moves for better talents. Um, when I think of Riley and based on exp experimenting in the outfield, the first guy I think of 
with a quick promotion was Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> Where Cabrera played, uh, Kyle, I don't even remember. What did I say? It was six or seven games. I think it was three, actually. Yeah, you said three pre-show. Yeah, it was three games in left field before the Marlins promoted him. I remember I was there for his debut, and he had a walk-off homer in that game. So he was ready to play, and it didn't matter he was playing out of position. Red Sox did this with Xander Bogarts. They did it with Mookie Betts, but he played almost 50 games on the outfield before they picked him up. So I don't think it matters just how much how many reps he gets there. I, I, I think I, it'd be bold. I think- It'd be bold, but are we are we too excited about Riley based on the, some of the other prospects who haven't hit? Yeah, but I mean, exactly who's investing here? I mean, in our standard game, I don't think anyone really is. But if you're talking yeah. anything deeper, if you're talking a league that has six plus bench spots and you have the room, why not speculate? No, I I agree there. Um, I just and and by the way, Josh Donaldson not exactly the picture of health. He could easily have an injury list in for something we don't even know about any day now. I do not expect Josh Donaldson to play in more than 130 games. Is that too skeptical? Yeah, it's I a mean, it's skeptical. It, yeah, it's, it's difficult for me to, to, to I, I think that yeah, it's a smart number what you're throwing at me. I just, I hate right. to be the critic and say he can't exceed that. So back to Michael Chavis, and this bothers me to no end. And there's actually a hash brown here. Uh, from Victor, who is more of a sell-high option, Chris Paddock or Chavis? And Tristan will, uh, will deal with Paddock in his article, which is what, next week, about pitching uh, innings limits? Um, TBD. Paddock's not going 150 innings. So, like, he is a sell-high option based on the fact nobody's ERA can stay that low, and he's not going to be pitching. I don't think he's going to be pitching at all in September. With Chavis, so Boston yesterday announces that they're, they're going to try Chavis in the outfield which makes no sense because they already have four outfielders, right. all right? One is a DH, and then three really good defensive outfielders who have to play every day. Right. Just so they can get their second baseman back, they have Brock Holt, Eduardo Nunez, and Dustin Pedroia. How in the world is Dustin Pedroia going to stay healthy? Michael Chavis is one of their best hitters right now. He is striking out, but he's walking, and he's hitting for major power, and he looks like he belongs. Now, he's not a second baseman. Right. I would platoon him at third with Devers, who can't hit lefties and can't defend. Or Platoon with Moreland, but you do not demote Chavis. But to answer this question, who is more of a sell high option, Paddock or Chavis? Uh, I'm going to say Paddock is because the perception is through the roof right now. Everybody loves him. And the numbers do, as you mentioned with the Babip on the show the other day, uh, suggest that there's regression coming in the remaining games he has available for you. Um, I want to be really careful on one thing here. You throw a number, and people attach to these numbers like they were plans announced by the team. You threw 150, and I like where you're going, but the Padres have never said that. They've never given a hint of what the number was. So let's be clear to everybody that it could be it could be 110, it could be 180, it could be 160, it could be 140. I have no idea. I hate the fact that there's an innings capped in the first place, but there's going to be one because he threw something like 90 innings. I think it was 92 to be exact. Last season, yeah, yeah. And then he had Tommy John surgery the year before that. He's not throwing 150 innings. I would agree. He, he could. Is, he could. He's, he could, but it's really unlikely. Paddock is the more sell-high option to me. I think Chavis has to stay on that roster and hit, and he will hit. I would put but. him at first base every day, but I am not a big Mitch Moreland yeah, Why do they have to play more? I mean, Moreland is not going to hit 210 all year either, but I, I would just put Chavis at first and let him play, or platoon him. I, okay, I, so you say he's not going to hit 210 all year. He's going to hit 240 all year. Is that really all that much better? And he's not a plus defender. No, he's not. That's what I, I don't understand. Play Chavis over over Moreland at first base for as long as he stays hot. You can't turn Chavis into a Zobrist who plays all over the diamond. You can play him at first, second, and third, but you're going to play him in left field and sit Benintendi? Why would you do that? And you can't sit Jackie Bradley the way he defends. Anyway, I, I'm sure the Red Sox find hiring challenging. You know who else does? There's a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. And that place is, of course... ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabelle. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. 
Right now, listeners to this show can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What's next, Kyle? We got a pair of dynasty questions for you guys. John wants to know which of these four you're most excited about long term. Bueller, Robles, Mancata, or Devers? Well, I am excited about all four of them. Um, certainly, Tristan, we've talked about many times in the past, you, you, you lean towards the hitter over the pitcher. Pitchers get hurt more. Yep. Uh, they, they see a, a change in skills sometimes. Um, and Bueller was a, a durability question at the time he broke into the pro ranks. So he was. It's got to be remembered. Now Robles looks like a 15 homer, 35 steel guy to me for years. Mancada looks, although he's slowed down considerably in the past couple of weeks. Mancada looks like he's never going to really run enough. But I could see him ending up like a 20 to 25 homer third baseman who bats 270. Devers should be hitting 270 with 25 homers. I'm going to rank them Robles first, then Bueller, then Moncada, then Devers. Okay. Nobody steals bases anymore. So if Robles is stealing 35 a year, that's that, that's really valuable. Yeah, and, and I like the order with one tweak. I would rather have Devers than Moncada because I think Devers' raw power is truly greater than Moncada's. But uh, Devers... Devers will hit 270. Like, Moncada probably won't, but... I think he will. I, I think that, that he always had a... To me, I felt his hit tool was always better than Moncada's breaking in in the lower levels. Now, the question is, has the, have the tweaks that Moncada has made this year made him a better hitter for average? Um, for me, the jury's still out. Because I, if I he... Gotta... If he yeah. regresses, he's going to be a huge batting average problem year over year. He's going to be, have a lot of variability. He's going to have the Jay Bruce approach to disappointing you in that one category over the entirety of his career. Now, a month ago, you and I had this conversation probably off the show where I said I, I really messed up in a league and I dropped Moncada in a keeper league and I didn't have to drop him. And the first couple of weeks, he was amazing. In the past three weeks, mm-hmm. 247, 317, 384. Two home runs and 0 for 2 on stolen bases. That's a 701 OPS over three weeks. And he didn't exactly face aces. He faced Baltimore. He faced Detroit. Cleveland just now. They don't have a couple aces. Mankata's really slowing down quickly. And, um, and he's two for five on stolen bases. This is not a guy who's going to steal 15 bases. So, yeah, I could, I think you're right. Devers over Mankata might make sense. Yeah, Both I think third baseman only. They're going to be there's going to be some consistency with Devers, I think in the prime of his career that's not present with Moncada. And <laughs> Devers is 22 years old. Let's not forget that. Well, Moncada's 23, 24, he's 24 now. So he's not he hasn't hit his prime either. I I know, but like Devers is getting I think harshly judged for a sample that's been accrued to the major leagues where he was near 20 years old. I I mean, he's still very young and developing. Makata is a is a prime example of a player, and he could get hot tomorrow. I'm just saying, a prime example of a guy who played well the first couple of weeks, and and anybody who invested says, oh, he's great now. He hasn't been great for the past three weeks. He's striking at a much higher rate than his overall rate. Like Tim Beckham, why are you still rostering Tim Beckham? Have you seen what he's done over the past three weeks? We advised to people not to buy Tim Beckham, if like, I recall. That batting average <gasps> fell as fast as it could possibly fall. Yeah. Two thirty four over three weeks. He doesn't run. He strikes out. Yeah. Anyway. I wanna right. know whether we're uh we're still selling on Tim Anderson. Well, you have to to a degree. He's not capable of doing this all year. Oh, there's a lot of buzz. There's some people who think he will. Well, 328 is ridiculous. But yep. could he be Victor Robles with less batting average? You know, could he be, could he have, well, more homers? 20 homers and 30 steals? He can do that. He almost did it last year. Mm-hmm. But man, that batting average, that strikeout rate, and on the K rate, better. He has five walks, Tristan, and six home runs. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can hit 300 with five walks in six weeks. I, Nobody. I, I think it also, in again, going to our game and shrinking this conversation to that. There is a level of impatience among people who play 
uh, where they don't want to deal with these slumps, like the numbers you just mentioned from Ankata. They get jittery and, and, and scared and want to drop the player. And I think we're going to see that with Anderson. So if you don't like rostering players like this and you're not willing to be patient through it to get those numbers you just mentioned, the homers and steals, sell them now. The difference is that Anderson has 12 steals and 12 attempts and he could easily steal 30 bases this season, even if he bats 220 for the rest of the season. He could bat 220 in the final five months, but because steals are so scarce, he's still worth keeping. It's, that's the only difference. There's nobody that's running, Tristan. Nobody. Yeah, Alex but is gone. it's the not going to be easy gone. to get there if you consider the opportunities created by the on-base percentage from your number. I mean, he's got a 356 on-base percentage right now. That explains how he's gotten 12 chances. There are three players in baseball with double-digit stolen bases as we go to the second week of May. Yeah. Tim Anderson, D. Gordon, and Adalberto Mondesi. That's it. Yeah. And there's a bunch of others that are kind of close to that, but not a lot. Mondesi fascinates me. Fascinates me. He fascinates everybody. Oh my, and these he, three players... He's identical to last year. It's Anderson, unbelievable. Anderson, Gordon, and Mondesi have combined for 20 walks. 20 walks... In more than 400 at bats. I know. What? 400 at bats, and it's they have incredible. 20 walks. Yeah, it's incredible. And they're currently hitting 328, 304, and 276. None of those will last. It's incredible. None. Monesty might hit 220 the rest of the year, but if he steals 30 more bases, he's still worth it. I'm going to admit, wor- you, by the way, I will admit that I was wrong on Albert, Albert Monesty in one aspect. He is fun. He is fun. Three... He's Three a fun baseball player. Of the top, t- of the top, th- there's nine players with eight steals. Two are in the minors. <laughs> wow. The Shields and Malik's. Yeah. Wow. One is Billy Hamilton, who I still think is unrosterable. He's batting 210 with zero homers, five runs batted in. Oy. I mean, at least Gordon, you can play at second base. Anderson's a middle infielder. Monis is a middle infielder. They, and a couple of them have some pop. Monis and Anderson have pop. Huh. You can make the case, but. There's just nobody running, and there's no and the only and I will name one guy who I like, and I, you know I've liked him for years. Charlie Tilson of the White Sox has stolen a couple bases this week, and they are legit steals, and yeah. he could be a regular for them, and I will definitely bid on him and tout. And I don't know how much I'll bid, but right. I'm down. I don't have enough steals. That's the one category I'm really lacking. I've seen Charlie what Tilson you're saying. Twenty five bases. Yeah, I've seen what you're saying with him. By the way, has good contact rep. He does great at a very high level for speed. And I, I think, frankly, that injuries have been one of the greater obstacles for him. It's not he a matter of the, not being a good player. It's he is the AL version of Roman Quinn. That's what Charlie Tilson is. And I, I wonder whether he might truly be a better player than Roman Quinn. Well, I mean, Mike can stay healthy, so who knows? But right. right. You know, two years ago, I thought Tilson was going to steal 40 bases, and he just couldn't steal, stay healthy. Right. Maybe this is the year. All right. The longest – my God, what time is it? All right. Any more questions? <laughs> We've got one more coming from Drew. He wants to know if it's time to take Mike Miner seriously. He's pitching yeah. well and could be a candidate to be moved at the trade deadline. That's not why you add him, people. It's just because he could end up in the National League on the Braves or Phillies. Add him because something's different. And he's already up to 80% roster in the ESPN leagues, but – Something's different with him, Tristan. What is it? What's different with him? Yeah, why is he pitching so well, even at home? He's pitching well last year. Uh, he didn't pitch all that. His ERA was over four, wasn't it, last year, if memory serves? Like, yeah, but but I do recall. Let me dig up. The, I was just about to yes, dig up the second act numbers. 18. Now, he had a very low whip because he didn't walk anybody. Basically, he was giving up a lot of solo home runs. Strikeout rate was not nearly this good, though. Like, the strikeout yeah, right go. now, he, got 13, he has 22 strikeouts in his past 15 innings. So, uh, the full number, full year numbers for minor last year don't matter. Throw them out. They're irrelevant. They were him moving back from a relief role into the rotation. So, the adjustment at the beginning of the year explains some of the numbers. But in the second half, had a sub-3 ERA. No, he pitched. He did. He pitched well in the second half, and I didn't take it seriously. And as a matter of fact, from June 1st forward, he made 17 starts of a 3.23 ERA with what looked like relatively similar rates. He is um, he is pitching great, and I didn't take I didn't take it seriously enough. He's up to 80 percent rostered, and if you ask me, where should we be ranking him? Are we at top 40 now? 
or not yet? Considering the depth of pitcher, I can make the case for you. I think he he was outside of that, but not by much for me in the last set. I'll have to look. That, I'm a little bit surprised you're not more of a Mike Minor buyer. Your team was very heavily after him during no, the offseason. No. Well, I'm buying now because I just didn't think it was legit what he did last year. And then I looked at the second half and I was like, come on, he's he's still in Texas. I mean, how can I buy? But yes, I'm watching him strike everybody out the last couple of weeks and I'm thinking it's legitimate. So I'm going to move him up to like top 40 status where I'm trying to think of other names like Hyunjin Roo. Do you realize Hyunjin Roo has the best ERA in baseball since the start of last year? He needs to be ranked around the top 40 50 <laughs> as well. Like, he's also the league's leader over the past, I believe it's four years in another very troubling starts. category. Missed starts. DL stints. Yeah, no, you're you're right. But like Mike Miner versus Kyle Freeland right now, I'm going to take Mike Miner. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's – well, maybe it is close. But, I, it, yeah, it, I feel – Freeland was pretty good last year. I don't think it's outrageous to say that you, you should still keep him rostered. But like yeah. Joey Lucchese, I'm thinking of other lefties. Joey Lucchese, Margavicus, um, Freeland – um, I, I I think now it's time to take this seriously. David Price, I'm not there yet. Right. What? Skaggs. Did you mention Skaggs? Oh, I don't I don't like Skaggs. John Lester versus Minor. Don't you have to take Minor now? Mm. That's close. Yeah, Lester's been looking. You're not a Lester lately. fan. Yeah, but Lester's right. ERA is going to at least double from what it is now. I All want right, I want to give you a full endorsement of Mike Miner, but as you mentioned, the ballpark is is a problem. Uh, where I look at the bar, that's clearly ahead is Jose Quintana's. Quintana After that, he's in Miner. the conversation. All right, fair enough. The music stopped. We are done. Thank you so much for listening to our little podcast. Please, if there are any mothers out there listening to our show, have a very happy Mother's Day. And for all the sons and husbands that are listening, please do something nice for your mothers on Monday. Um, right? I think that's the yeah. fair thing to do. Mothers, by the wives, way, grandmothers, all the moms out there. All of the moms Happy out Mom's there. Day. Make, make sure to listen to Friday's Baseball Tonight podcast. I know I will be. Mike Trout will be Buster's guest that day, discussing a wide range of topics from his friendly rivalry with Jose Altuve to his love of the Eagles, I assume the football team and not the band, although I love them both. You don't want to miss this. Find it Friday on your favorite podcast app. We are done for today. For Tom, for Kyle, for Tristan, for everybody else who makes this show great, or at least average, I am Eric. Have an awesome weekend. Everything is awesome. Mom's rule.